I feel the biggest pain when I see people who cannot find their place under the sun. Unmotivated, sad and desperate people. Business owners, entrepreneurs suffering from burnout, stress and boredom and no time for their family. My biggest goal is to help them realize that this world provides enough opportunities for everybody. I managed to help thousands of people, but I strongly believe that we can do so much more if we unite our knowledge and skills. And this is the reason I started doing interviews with the best visionaries and world changers. Their inspiring personal and success stories are a proof that everything is possible. All you have to do is listen and learn. Together, we can change our lives and the future of this world. Hey, Smilian. Hey, Penjan. How are you? I am good. Um, wow. <laughs> Much better today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I came back yesterday from the U.S. True. And um, I was super jet lagged. I had three hours sleep, but I couldn't sleep anymore. And I was like, I'm going to crush the day. So <laughs> I was, I went to the gym. I took like three coffees. And then <laughs> after that. So um, I'm feeling much better now. So sorry for the delay. We have no been problem, no problem. this call off a couple of times. Um, hope all is well. How are you doing? Uh, excellent. I just injured my shoulder. So I'm a little bit fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see the doctor today to tell me, do I have to go and operate the, the shoulder or I can do some exercises special to, to treat the shoulder? But I'm not sure. It, it hurts a lot. Is it like a frozen shoulder you're unable to... It's not. I, I, I injured while I was kickboxing. Oh, I see. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so the muscle is cut a little bit, then some... Uh, uh, joints also so not 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 a good picture all right okay yeah. so how how was it uh, at two comma club did you like it oh i loved it um yeah. so like for me uh i know that the thing that will help us scale is yeah. it's not it's not traffic it's not funnels it's not all of that um but it's just uh systems and yeah. people so like um, what I really liked was uh, James P. Freel, uh just talking about systems, like talking about Trello, like his two hours. For me, that's that's the biggest takeaway. Like I loved yeah. it. Yeah. You, you went for the one in San Diego? I was in San Diego, yeah. yeah. Also yeah, great. Like Trello, the system yeah. is, you know, only the, the Trello system alone, it's worth $20,000. Yeah. Like for me, like I came back, I uh, had a meeting with the team, you know, yeah. and did all and like, yeah, so that was the biggest takeaway. Yeah, great. So we will start and then maybe we can finish and we can chat a little bit about some other stuff that I have in mind, okay? 100%, let's do it. Okay, I have like four cameras in the room. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I will just do a, a short intro and then I will start, okay? All right. Okay. Uh, welcome to Warrior Family, the family where you can learn the strategies, the mindset, the tactics, and everything to become a better entrepreneur, better father, better mother, better, uh, better salesman, whatever. And today we have a special guest. 
we have a young entrepreneur. We have Pengjun. Did I pronounce well? Pengjun. Pengjun. Pengjun is a speaker that has empowered entrepreneurs in over 20 countries all over the world. He's teaching them how to monetize what they know, to take their life experience and transform that into a product that they can sell and monetize. Hello, Pengjun. Hey, from, so from Slovenia all the way to Malaysia. <laughs> you are in Malaysia right now, yes? That's right. So um, I just came back. Was just uh, sharing with Smillion. Um, super jet lagged right now, but uh, <laughs> came back from a thirty-one hour flight back in the office. But I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, when I when I follow you on the Instagram, I can see that you push hard, Pengjen. <laughs> you are young. You are young. So refreshing for this speaking, coaching, uh, internet, online industry, and uh, you are doing the job. You are not just preaching. Uh, on some uh, videos, but you're really hitting the road. So can, can you tell uh, my audience, uh, when was the turning point in your life that said that you said to yourself, hey, now my past life is over. I'm going to start the new life. I'd say there's a few of these uh, big milestones. The first one is when I made my first $7 online. Um, I'm actually looking around because I, I printed out my first ever ebook in the gaming world of Warcraft niche that I sold for seven dollars. Yeah. That's my first. That's my first biggest uh, turnaround when that when I realized that selling stuff on the internet was real. And even though seven dollar is not a life changing amount, it was a life changing moment for me. That's number one. Number two was when I lost everything. So after doing the online business and making millions of dollars from it, um, about Five years after I received an email from my autoresponder company, Aweber, um, and I built a list of about six hundred, six, seven hundred thousand people then, and they said that um, my spam complaint rates was too high and they can no longer support me. So um, you heard me talk about that story at Funnel Hacking. But basically, long story short, um, they had to close me down, shut my account down. I lost everything, and they refused to give me a copy of my email list. So I literally had to start from scratch. So because um, I had to start from scratch, it made me decide that I wanted to take a new co direction completely. I wanted to teach other people how to market in whatever markets they may be in. So back, back, back then I was in the gaming niche, really crushed it. And I wanted to show people how to monetize what they know, just like how I was monetizing what I knew in the gaming community. So I would say those two are my biggest points, turning points. Turning points, uh, great. How, how did you get into the speaking business actually? When, when this first speaking gig happened? Yeah, so I never wanted to become a speaker and I think for many people who are shy and introverted, yes. um, nobody really even dreams of being a speaker. So like I never wanted to become a speaker. After, I was never in a debate team or anything like that. Um, but how it began was I just wanted to sell stuff better online. So I attended all these different courses on like how to sell stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of them was uh, selling on the platform seminar. And I never wanted to sell on the platform. So I just wanted to learn the strategies so that I can sell better online anonymously. Okay. Um, anonymously. <laughs> 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 and that's the thing right here, right? Uh, I just wanted to make money through pen names and, and not market under Ping Jun. 
but that was when at that event, I actually met a very big seminar organizer. Uh, her name was Veronica Tan of Success Resources. And she asked me, um, why don't you try speaking on our stages um, and just give it a go? Uh, and I thought, you know what, I'll just do it for like a challenge because I like challenges. And somehow I, I totally bombed, by the way, my first speaking gig ever. Uh, but that's probably a story for another day. But that's how I got started. So I, I had a question written down that, how did you get on the success resources uh, platform to speak all over the world? Because it's not that easy. And you are speaking on stages with, uh, with uh, great uh, Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, and many other uh, giants that we know from the, from the internet. So like what many organizers look at, um, I'd say are three things. Um, the most important one is the ability to close and sell because that is the revenue. Number two is the ability to deliver so that there are no complaints. Um, there are many people who can sell, but you know, delivering is another thing. And number three is whether you can actually, uh, whether you actually do what you're teaching. And I think these are the three things um, that they look at. Ah, okay. So, so how I got on their stages is just uh, doing these three things well. Great. So what, what was the first product that you sold from the platform? Is it um, I did a three-day live event. Um, and usually what works well when it comes on speaking and selling on stages is um, live workshops. Uh -huh. um, because that's, what, that's how people want to learn. They want to make it experiential. So that's what I offered. Uh -huh. So now we have many people in our country and all around Europe that want to become speakers, authors, and coaches. And what would be your advice for those people that are just starting out, thinking okay. about? So if you're starting out right now, you've got to understand that if you want to speak on the big stages, it's not about trying to hustle to get the gigs. I see many people like approaching organizers and doing all of that mm -hmm. without realizing that even if you get the gigs, and if you didn't sell well and close, it's like, because it's so competitive, it's like a one strike and you're out type of view. So until you're so confident that your selling and closing is really there and your numbers are there, that's when you should be approaching and trying to work with JVs, with organizers. So if you are starting out right now, your priority is to get your numbers up. How do you do that? In today's world, you're able to do webinars really easily. I didn't have access to that nine years ago. No. But today, the way to practice, you know, get my book, Platform Closing, get Russell's Perfect Webinar, there's so many ways to, be, to get good at this. But I would say practice doing a webinar every single week mm. until you realize that you can get your conversion rates to about 10%. That's when you know it's time to start working and doing live events. Uh-huh, great. So right now, uh, I have a question for myself because I'm, I'm huge in my country, huge in Central Eastern Europe. I'm very well known in Russian-speaking market too. But right now, I want to break into the English-speaking market. So what advice would you give me how, how to break into the English-speaking market? Like on, on my fan page, Facebook local, I have 170,000 followers. On Instagram, I have 300-something followers. A thousand followers uh, and in the local market more than 2.0 million followers because I bought different uh, 
different Instagram accounts. But right now, I want to focus on English-speaking market, like US market, UK maybe, uh, Australian market, New Zealand, because those are the markets that are buying actually online. So yes. how, what, what advice would you give me? You know, because <laughs> I'm putting together the content, the interviews. I'm doing many stuff, you know, but which one is the number one? So now that you have experience and you're, you're, you're a good closer and you've done events and all of that, yeah. the next thing to start getting the gigs is this. Um, so like everybody wants the 50-50 gigs where it's risk-free for you. You just go in, you speak and, and all of that. Um, but that might be hard to prove if you've not done it before. So um, what I recommend people do is there are a few different phases. Okay, Number one is there are many different types of events and speaking gigs where you can sponsor a lunch or a booth and you actually, because you're a sponsor, so like traffic and conversions, they've got something like that where you can sponsor a lunch, people come into your room. It's not a big room, maybe just like 30 people. You get to present, you get to sell something. But because you're a sponsor, you're able to uh, sell something and pitch and keep 100% of what you sell to that. Okay, so that's your first thing, to start breaking into it, to build this track record so that you're building a portfolio where you work with eventually an organizer and they ask you like, what's your experience speaking in this country? You've got all these different experiences. Number two is actually to pay to speak. Um, even though I've not you know, done the whole pay to speak circuit, but if I were to start all over again, that's exactly what I do. There are many um, events out there where you can pay $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 and they give you a slot to speak. Sometimes um, they take a percentage, sometimes they give you um, and let you 100%, but that would be the next thing. Like once, once you have like, for me, I, even if I had to pay, let's say, if I had to start all over again and somebody said, you have to pay 20,000 and we are, have a room of a thousand people, to me, that's a no brainer. Cause I know that I'll make that many, many, many times over mm -hmm. because I, I'm confident on my closing rate. So that's why it all comes back down to the closing rate. As long as you've got a practice, you know your numbers, uh, the gigs will come. And again, you can start off before the 50-50 because that's when people might be reluctant to give you that. Sponsored lunches, being a sponsor at the event, get by the booths, um, pay to speak type of events before going for the 50-50. Ah, uh, okay. So what are the some, some, the, some organizers that are doing this? I know success resources. I know their girl that is working there, but you, you know probably others too. So I work with Success Resources. They're the company that's taken me to more than 20 plus countries. But in many different countries, there'll always be the local organizer, especially the US, just so huge. There's just so many uh, thought leaders and industry leaders running their own events. So there's just so many of them. Okay. Okay, great tip. What about social media? You know, how, how did you get to three point something million followers on social media? And how long did it take for you? Consistency. Um, yeah. Every, um, so like what I shared at Funnel Hacking is every four months, I take three days off. In fact, my videograph in Japan um, is over right now and I'm spending the next three days with him um, shooting all of the videos. So the way to do it is um, understanding that it all begins with content, begins yeah. with video. And if you are able to do video, yeah. that will give you an unfair advantage because that's when you can repurpose it into your blog, into Instagram, into your long form post, into your podcast, into your, um, all of the different channels 
of social media. So how did I do that? Is being understanding, um, number one, messaging, uh, being consistent with it, and understanding how to leverage it by having a system into place so that it doesn't consume my life. So yeah. that it's just one systematic way um, of, of you know, push, putting content out there. Wow. So how, how do you create content? How, how do you know what content or videos to record? Like you have great titles, short three-minute clips. Do you have some scripts or do you just have the title of the, of the, of the video that you, you are going to shoot and then you just go with the flow? Or is it yeah. more um, uh, crazy? So, so like I am a very analytical person mm. and I think it depends on the personality type of a person. So because I'm very analytical, I realized that if I were, was given the titles to talk about beforehand, I overanalyze and I think about it way too much. Yeah, me too. So what has worked well for me is this. Um, in my last few sessions, my videographer, he actually creates the title okay. that is proven to convert, that has got great engagements by, and there's a lot of different sites out there that gives you the keyword research that has proven for high engagements, like buzzsumo.com, that's one of them. Um, Ask the Public, that's another one. Um, a great place to, um, uh, sorry, answerthepublic.com. Uh, th these are great sites to um, do keyword research. So he gives me the, the, the title, the hook, and I just do the videos off the cuff. And that has uh, worked really well for me in the past. Yeah, this is great. So how do you do the, the keyword research? Because I bought Passumo and then we were struggling about how to find the videos that went viral. All right. So yeah. um, Buzzsumo, they have this upsell called Facebook Analyzer. Um, uh, it's expensive. It's, it's like 300 bucks a month, but um, you don't have to pay for it every single month. Um, you can you know, do all your research and export everything out. Um, um, in, in fact, even if it's in its free trial, you can do all of that. But basically with Facebook Analyzer, you can look at all of the different pages that's related to your page and you can see like the last 12 months, 24 months, what type of post had the highest engagements um, and model those topics to talk that about. Is a, that is a great tip, Facebook Analyzer. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, uh, like, this is huge. Social media, it's very important, I think. Like, I also, I also went from zero followers to 150,000 in 12 months in the local market. So I think that we can multiply or duplicate this when we start market to the English uh, right. speaking market. So, uh, and what are your traffic generating secrets then, you know? You have all these audience that are watching your uh, uh, videos. So what do you do next? Okay, so I think this is the biggest differentiator between people who really understand traffic mm -hmm. and other people, right? So like when it comes to traffic, let's take, let's say Facebook since they're number one right now, yeah, okay? Yeah. What most people do on Facebook when they advertise and get traffic is they run ads that's interest-based, that's based on demographics, based on interest, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that is how everybody else does it. And that is going to be a lot more competitive, a lot more expensive. And yes. the cost per click and the cost per lead like doubled last year. And it's only going to keep increasing every single week. Mm -hmm. So 
I say that in order to survive that game, because it's a survival of the fittest, it's about adding an additional layer first, which is basically providing value on the front without ask, with no strings attached. So you're not asking for an opt-in, you're not asking for their email, you're not, there's, there's no hidden agenda. So you bring out videos out there and you boost it for video views first. Okay. So now, so $100 will approximately get you 50,000 views. Um, um, and of course, it depends on how good your, 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 your stuff are, but, but that's the benchmark, okay? So $100 or 50,000 views. And then what you do next is, again, you've given value, you yeah. boost it based on their interest. So like if I talk about, say, public speaking and getting past fear, the fear of speaking, I'm going to target people who like Toastmasters, people like Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, all these different speaker trainers, right? Because I know that if chances are they like these guys, they might like my video. But in my video, I'm not selling anything. I'm not asking them to go to an opt-in page and squeeze page. I'm just giving value first. Now, to make the most of your money, the next thing you do is if you have a fan page of less than 100,000 people and people are like your video, you're going to invite them to like your page as well. So just because they like the video doesn't mean that they like your page. Okay, so that's the big thing. But this is the differentiator. Then you're going to create a custom audience of people who have watched at least 25% or 50% of your videos. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very powerful. Why? Because your ad can be like, hey, I noticed you watched my video on how to get past your fear of speaking. And I actually have an upcoming webinar that will teach you exactly how you can get past that fear where we're going to go deep into it to show you how you can do it as well. If this is something, this is a fear you want to get past and conquer this fear, join us in this upcoming webinar, right? And then give them the link. Now, because you actually led the relationship by giving value first, mm-hmm. your cost of obtain, obtaining leads using this method is actually going to be a lot lower and you're actually building a much, a much bigger following than just running ads straight into your lead magnet or straight into your opt-in or straight into your tripwire. And that's the biggest differentiator. Okay, so, so that is a great tip because this is what I thought now. Before starting to run ads and sending people directly to my sales page or whatever webinar page, I thought to to start to release awareness video, what I call awareness leader video, just to build the awareness, giving the value. Like for example, I got a chance to interview you, then I got a chance to interview Grant Cardone, Marshall Goldsmith. So I also thought about to to put together those videos from the interviews and just putting videos out. You know, maybe people will watch you and Grant Cardone, not me, at the beginning. What do you think about this strategy? I think it's a great strategy to come from the angle of like a reporter. So like for people that's actually watching this video, I think one fear that many people have is they they think they need to come from the angle of being an expert or Mm -hmm. being or, or having the results first before earning the right to put content out there. And the way I look at it is this. If we were to think, if you were to think about what the best selling book of all time in the area of money and wealth, one of them is Think and Grow Rich, right? Now, this book, Think and Grow Rich, that sold over 100 million copies. For those of you that's read the book, you will realize that Napoleon Hill, when he wrote this book, he wasn't rich. He didn't come from the angle of results and say, hey, look at me, I'm rich. Um, yeah, yeah. Come learn from me. So what he did was he interviewed the people over a hundred successful people in terms of their mindset, what, how, what they believed in, 
And then he created that book based on all the interviews. And then that book made him very, very rich. So if something that's stopping you from, from creating content right now because you don't have the results, then again, putting out content by just going out there, doing the research, interviewing people, finding out what works, that's a great way to start that journey of being an expert if you feel that you're not an expert in your field right now. Uh-huh, great, yeah, because people, they are stuck in their thought pattern that they have to be rich uh, in order to, to, to start to make money from speaking, coaching, presenting, and so on. Yeah. So how, how, how often do you post on Facebook? Like three times a day? Oh, when? Um, Facebook and Instagram approximately four times daily. Okay, yeah. One video, one long form post, two short ones, like just images, but on average four times daily. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So uh, how much money do you spend uh, for advertising monthly on the media? Because I can see your book. We platform. spent over a million last year. How much? We spent over a million last year in 2016. Over a million? Yes. Wow. wow. Oh, a million. That's a lot of money. But if you get money in, that's not a problem. So how did you start? How did you start before scaling uh, money spent on ads and everything? Because we, we are going to start and some people are watching now this and they are afraid to invest in the Facebook ads and everything. So how did you start? With what kind of budget? And when did you scale? Okay, so like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very aggressive. Um, but if I were to start all over with a very limited budget, what I will always do is, okay, so in terms of targeting, mm-hmm. the most lucrative targeting that you can have is based on your buyers. So if you're starting off right now and you're just touching Facebook ads, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to upload all of your buyer emails. That's the first list. You're going to second list is you're going to upload all of the people that has given you their email, but not necessarily bought something from you. And mm-hmm. I will, call this the buyer list and the lead list. Okay? Okay. Then I will create a 1% lookalike on all of the buyers. I will create a 1% lookalike on all of the leads. Now, obviously, like uh, this custom audience and lookalike audience, it's you know, gold in, gold out. You put shit in, you get shit out, right? So the better quality is Facebook has got all of their algorithm figured out, okay? So they're going to cross-check all of the different possibilities that we don't even think about and create a lookalike. Now, so that's the first type of list I will create if I'm starting out all over again with Facebook. What if you don't have um, a list to begin with? Then then I will have to use um, a layered audience strategy, which is I would have like people like so and so and so and so, but at the same time also use this software, 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 and also likes either of this fan page, fan page, fan page, fan page, something like that, okay? So like three different layers of targeting, um, as long as it matches either one, right? To create, to really create that um, ideal audience. Now, because it is going to be a super cold audience, again, it's going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. The way to really make money from it is always from the retargeting campaigns, right? Following up with them uh, once you have a pixel installed. So for those of you that's listening in right now, th- this is like 
Dave, if it sounds like we're talking in, in an alien language to you right now, all you need to do is go to, go to Google, type in how to install Facebook Pixel, right? Install that um, and then watch the videos, get it done so that you can start targeting people who have visited your uh, funnel pages and you want to create ads to kind of follow them wherever they're going. That's where the money is. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, this uh, jargon, uh, it's sometimes complicated if you're, if you're not fluent. But I think that many people that watch this uh, will watch this video, watch this video now, they, they will understand what we are talking about. So you, okay. are, you are a monster when it comes to presenting from stage on the webinar or, you know, wherever on videos. And you wrote a book, Platform Closing. I bought a book. I actually ate the book. <laughs> and it is a very simple book, but it's step-by-step -step book. If you read from the beginning, you start to imply, uh, implement the shit that you're talking about. At the end, you have the presentation ready. So uh, can you tell my audience like three, four, five secrets about the presentations that work for you? Like you, you have your proven presentation that I bought also, and I'm studying, and it's great. I must say it's great. I recommend to everybody that's watching this video right now. Okay, so presentation is both an art and a science. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So in my book, Platform Closing, I can teach you the science. So what is the science? The science is like the structure, what mm -hmm. to say, the mm -hmm. format, right from the start till the end. Yeah. What I can't teach you in the book is the art. What is the art? The art is the personality, it's mm -hmm. the charisma, it's the confidence, it's the body language, it's how fast you adapt to situations. That's the art. And art can actually be improved with practice. That's when you get a better presence, that's when people feel like you have some sort of aura. But that's the art. Okay? So many times, when, so the art is also where sometimes people may have the talent, somehow they're naturally more charismatic. But the first thing I want to share with you is this. Mm -hmm. Even if right now you have the science, and if you feel you don't have the art, know that both of these things can be mastered by having the right system in place and to practice. Okay, so that's my first advice for you. Understanding and recognizing it's both an art and a science, but it's not about talent, it's not about skill, uh, Smilin will tell you, you saw a video about, of me being really horrible on stage when I first started out. Okay? So even if you are starting out right now with no talent or skill, know that you can master it. Okay? Well, I must admit, when I saw this video, I got a courage. <laughs> right. <laughs> crazy. You know, it's crazy because when people see you now, you are master closer. You are presenting with the confidence, charisma. You can, you can manage 3,000 people in the room. I saw it on the uh, uh, Russell Brunson event. Uh, but it didn't start out that way for you, probably. Exactly. So that's what people will see on the surface level. People see the result. People never look at the journey or the struggles. Mm -hmm. So you may not be seeing the video right now, but I assure you I was horrible when I started out. Okay, so that's, my, that's like my first... Thing that I want to share with you guys. Yeah. Um, number two is go learn the structure. Okay, 
Many times we'll think practice makes perfect. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And the example I like to give is um, how I tried to practice and learn golf eight years ago. So eight years ago, I played golf, right? And I noticed that my ball would go to the right and then go to the left. And I thought as long as I kept practicing, I will get better because practice makes perfect. Yep. What I didn't realize is that as the more I practiced, the more permanent it became until I got a coach to help me fix it. Okay. So how is this related to presentations? It's this. It's not about just practicing blindly. It's about practicing the right thing. So you need to know what you're practicing. So get, understand the structure first. Learn it through my book or um, there's a lot of courses out there, but model something that really works. Okay. It's been figured out. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. That's number two. Um, number three is understanding that it's, when it comes to closing, it's not about the close. Many times people think, oh, he's a good closer. I wonder how his close is like. We gotta, you got to understand your entire presentation is a close. Your open is a close. What you teach is a close. Your stack, your offer, that's a close. And the close, obviously, is a close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to understand that, that is the thing that separates the top 1% from everybody else. Mm -hmm. The top 1% of speaker, marketers, closers, understand that everything they say is a close. Understanding that every single sentence, content that they're sharing, it's actually really answering an objection. And if you can come from the angle of not teaching for the sake of teaching, which is the mistake I made when I first started out, that's how you become a master. So that, that brings us to number four. Number four is really understanding that your entire presentation, you're really answering objections. So what I didn't realize when I first started out is I, I, I was told by one of my early trainers that as long as you go out there, give great content, they will make an informed decision and buy. Yeah. Now, I know this sounds good on paper, but that's not true. No. What makes a great closer is understanding that the entire presentation needs to be about answering objections. Objections about what? Objections about the opportunity of presenting them, objections about their own insecurities on executing the thing that you're teaching them, which is probably the biggest of them all, and the objection about excuses they might have that is nothing to do with the vehicle or nothing to do with their own internal insecurities. But those are the three things you must be tackling all the time. Um, and number five, the last one, if I have to say, is that it's practice. Just like anything in life, what most people don't see is that I have spent thousands of hours practicing on stages, on in front of the camera when I first started out in front of the mirror. Um, and there's, that's pretty much the only thing that will make all the difference, practice. 10,000 hours, right? That's the journey to mastery. Do, do you still practice today before you go on stage? No. I mean... I saw, um, you, I saw you in Vietnam, the stage. So. What was the topic that you gave them, seminar? Um, I was talking about social media. Um, so it's come to a point where I don't have to practice anymore because it's okay. like, um, and this is something that I learned um, a while back. I mean, like I realized that 
when you have enough practice, it's no longer about what to say, but what to feel, mm -hmm. the starting the emotion first, mm -hmm. that will enable you to know what to say. But then we'll come at a later stage after you've practiced where it needs to be the case for you or for rather your audience when you're, if you're listening in that once you've practiced enough, your words are secondary after that. It needs to be the case that your words is just in your subconscious, in your um, yeah, subconscious and you're just leading with the emotion. And when, once you're just starting an emotion, the emotion will give you the words. Mm. That's a great tip. Mm. Okay. And today we are, we are talking about and we hear all about the, you know, the, there is one word in the universe right now and it's click funnels or in, you have to build a funnel. <laughs> I think that uh, Russell uh, made this popular word now a couple of years ago. So when did you start with the, with the funnels, with click funnels, because you were number one affiliate for the Russell Bronson. Am I right? Yeah. So, um, how I won the Expert Secrets Contest was really deploying the strategy of uh, content multiplier formula. Um, mm -hmm. um, and that's basically like the whole nine-step process that I review in that book. You can just look it up, content multiplier formula. Um, but how I built um, funnels is the journey on click funnels happened um, when I was in the U.S. three years ago. So three funnel hackings ago. I never used ClickFunnels. Uh, my team used it, but I never gave it much attention. It was just another one of those softwares like Meet Pages and all of that. But this was my biggest shift for me, okay? And uh, I tell this story to Russell all the time, and, and here's what happened. I was only at that event because of traffic and conversions, and because it takes 31 hours for me to fly there, I wanted to make the most of my trip. So I think it was like one, two weeks apart, so I thought like, let me just stay for funnel hacking. Here was my biggest shit. Okay? I was in the back of the room and there was this lady. She was easily over 50 years old. She was in the back room and she was listening to Russell. She had click funnels opened up and she was like making the changes when Russell was talking. Okay. In the and I was, and, and this thing still gives me goosebumps because when I looked at her and back then I can tell you like in my company, I had three programmers to, to do like programming stuff. Yeah. And, there's no, I, and, and I would have no idea like what they're doing because okay, it's so complicated. <laughs> when I looked at what she was doing, and so like back then, you know, we would have a mix of WordPress with plugins and, and we'll duct tape everything together and all of that, right? Yeah, like, what duct tape. <laughs> so, right, just like try to, so um, when I looked at her and she was doing that, I always tell myself, like, I have no excuse. Because I was, you know, there was one of my fears, you know, I'm not a tech guy, Me and too. I'm sure most of you aren't either. Um, but that was my biggest shift, and why I decided to really give ClickFunnels, you know, and be a lot more serious about it. So that's what happened. Okay. So uh, you, you talk about your team. Uh, I always have this question on my mind. I want to ask all other people that are in the same business that I am in. So how many people do you have on the team? Do you have full-time employees? You have outside contractors? Uh, who are those guys? What they are doing? What are their job roles? 
So what, what is the what is your role and what is their role? So if you if you build a funnel, so how do you approach the whole process? Um, it's seven o'clock here, so I can introduce yeah. you to some of them. But basically, we have twelve people in house. Like yeah. um, this is like my my role. Oh. Um, that basically, so like I I do like my uh, webinars and stuff here. So like wow. this is the main uh, nice. like place. Um, wow, that is great! I never seen this place on the web. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, oh, they're still here. Okay, so like, there's like two main sections. This is the the other section. So like, um, we have like our our meeting rooms like over here, mm -hmm. and then uh, so like, so this is where I shoot like my sales videos. This is like yeah. the the green screen. The green, yeah. If you're yeah. able to see, you see that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, yeah. So it's a very much open concept uh, type of deal, um, and we have we just bought like the unit opposite. Um, that's where we're gonna be building a whole brand new studio um, for content creation. Wow. So, so yeah. Like, there's the meeting room here. So basically, in house, wow. uh, twelve people right now. Mm -hmm. We have actually made it um, very very lean um, in the last like uh, two years, um, but we have out, we outsource a lot of stuff um, out to uh, uh, Philippines as well. Mm -hmm. So what, what are the roles that uh, they fill in right now, those 12 people? And then the next question is, for somebody that is low on the budget, how to start because they don't have these skills and knowledge about the tech sheet and uh, how to build click funnels, writing marketing copy, who, who is doing what and what are the crucial roles that you should have at the beginning and what you have now when you grow up like crazy last couple of years. Okay, so like, uh, let me answer the first question of like what my team does, okay? So um, there's one admin, um, one accounting, um, two content, one social media that handles like the posting and stuff like that. Uh, two events, uh, sorry, two designers, Mm -hmm. uh, three people in events and two people, uh, one person who's managing them um, mm -hmm. and one more, who did I miss out? Did I mention support? Yeah, we have two people on support. So we should not, 13 of them now. Uh -huh. okay. So um, You're basically building so, uh, everything by yourself right now. You don't have any outside contractors, designers, you have everybody. No, we do. Um, so yeah. like I, I still outsource a lot of stuff because sometimes we might take on, um, we take on client work and stuff like that. So um, it's a mix of like, um, but this is basically in-house because I do a lot of events. Yeah. So during events, uh, that's when they, some of them might travel. They like to, you know, see the world as well, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, that's when, that's when, they double down as uh, being an events team as well. So um, that's the first part. So to answer your question on like, what if you're just starting out, you don't have people to, to do all of that. And in fact, that's something I ask, get asked all the time. But the way I'll do it is to understand that number one, you gotta get good at using a platform like ClickFunnels first. There's really no reason to outsource it because it's learnable. You can be horrible at computers. Like I mentioned, there was a 50 plus year old lady um, who was able to do it. 
So you don't need a designer, you don't need a coder, you don't need all that. So number one, figure out click funnels. If you are determined enough, you'll figure it out. Okay, that's number one. Number two, so like how do you start letting go? The first thing you start letting go is things like customer support. Mm-hmm. And you can do it very inexpensively. You don't need an office. You can just hire a VA and Upwork to start taking that load off you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so start getting a, so customer support would be the first thing I let go off. Okay. Um, and yeah, like then after that, things like images and of course, like a lot of us, we're not, graphic designers and stuff like that. Um, I would create, I would, I would, you know, outsource design because that's something we can't do. But design work is inexpensive, you know, um, and that's probably another topic for another day as well. But, but yeah, that's how I start off. I'll start off. And the most important thing is you, you got to have a system to this. And that's when you want to use something like Trello to manage your own productivity as well as your, uh, VA to make sure that everybody is aligned. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I had to decide uh, pick up the niche that I will start in in the international speaking market because obviously I cannot be Tony Robbins now. The new Tony Robbins in US, so I picked the niche that that you know I have experience because I am in network marketing industry for twenty something years now. I own my own MLM company. Uh, shop in Slovenia and other countries in Central Eastern Europe and then uh, I had to pick I, I also train other how to become speakers authors coaches in my local area so I was fighting between this and I'm also well known as a motivational speaker in my local market so I had to decide which niche to pick you know I don't want to be too too broad like a motivational speaker then I could choose the, the speaking industry, and, but I picked the network marketing industry. And in that niche, I picked storytelling, especially for network marketers. And now I'm building, I, I have the product built in Kajabi, everything is ready. Uh, and now we are building click funnel uh, thing. So what, what, what is your advice? For me and some people that are listening about picking a niche because I can I can right now launch like five different products you know and if you listen to Russell Brunson he will tell you just pick one funnel which no, funnel sure. which funnel would you pick would you pick a webinar funnel would you pick a book funnel what would you pick because I'm like confused <laughs> okay so in all of the different type of funnels, there's really just three types of funnels. Okay, it's just yes. the core funnel, it's your back-end funnel, a high-ticket funnel, and then it's your front-end funnel. Mm-hmm. I would build the funnels based on that sequence. So that means, mm-hmm. if let's say, if I look for my book, it's somewhere, okay? So let's yes. say I wanted to do a course teaching people how to speak in close, which I do. So what do I do is the first thing I'll do is I'll create my core funnel. The, what's the core funnel? A core funnel is a funnel that sells the thing that you actually want to sell. So for me, I want to sell a thousand dollar product, proven presentations. So I create a webinar funnel for it. Mm-hmm. Make it sell. So I create the webinar funnel. It's done. Okay. Once that's done, to make it sell better and convert better, now that I have a funnel to send traffic to, I want to make the most from my ads. So I'll build a follow-up funnel from it 
using Jeff Walker's product launch formula, which is like the three value videos and one sales video, that sells the same thing again. So for people that attend the webinar and didn't buy, I'll send them a sequence of video one, video two, video three, and then a sales video. So that is where, when I send my follow-up email leads that I get from Facebook to people who attended my webinar but didn't buy, or even if they bought my webinar, it's great value. I'm going to give, continue giving them. And then eventually I send them to a sales page again. Okay, so that's the, like, the core funnel. Then I can have a back-end funnel. I can say for people that is serious, that wants to train with me, I can do a live event, $5,000, $10,000, and I can send them to a high-ticket funnel. Okay, so that's the back-end funnel. Now, after that, after I'm done with that, then I want a better strategy to start acquiring leads cheaper. Because for those of you that's running webinar funnels, you know that the average cost to acquire a webinar registrant is about $10. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that can be high, especially if that's the first thing. So I want to do a, a build a funnel before that funnel. And that's the front end funnel. So you'll notice like platform closing. Platform closing is a front end funnel. It's a free plus shipping. It's only seven ninety five. But the purpose of that is basically for me to get leads for free. So like my book, for every book that we give away, we approximately make about $50, $52. So every book that we give away, we make $52, which allows us to be very aggressive on our ads. Mm-hmm. Because we can make the mistakes, it's going to be a lot more forgiving because each customer is worth $52. So I'm getting all these customers, I can spend up to $50 to acquire a lead and still break even. And then I can take these leads and send them to my my webinar funnel and my webinar funnel can I send them to a high ticket funnel. So just remember, even though there's like hundreds of different funnels, it really just comes down to three funnels. And the order you build these funnels is your core funnel first, your back end funnel, and then your front end funnel. Great. That's what it. is your uh, high ticket funnel? Is it uh, the, the done for you system presentation or is it the live event? So we have live events. Um, and we also have a done for you uh, type of uh, deal where we built up that entire webinar deck for you um, and the funnel. And that's $30,000 plus 10% of gross revenue until we hit $100,000. Um, but that's basically like our, our high end thing. Okay. Uh, so obviously, because of the price point and nature of it, we got to get people to go through a funnel first. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you speak to network marketing industry also? Because those people that are coming to your events, I see that many of them, they are in network marketing business. Do you have any experience in network marketing business? Have you ever been involved in network marketing business? Uh, uh, what are um, you? For, for me, I personally have not. Um, I've got many people in network marketing who train with me, but I'm, I'm not in any network marketing company. Okay, so what, what is the number one skill uh, that they should master if they are in this people-to-people business? It's learning how to sell and close to the is masses. It, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's Not game. one-on-one, yeah. but through some sort of mechanism like a sales video, mm-hmm. on Facebook Live, on a webinar, you know, that's what you learning to become good at. Wow. Great. So this is something that they have to master. It doesn't matter which industry you're in. This is the number one skill and you are the master of these skills. <laughs> uh, what about, let's talk, now we were talking about the presentation, selling, uh, social media strategy. What about the productivity tips? You know, what do you do? When do you wake up? When do you sleep? When do you go to bed? What do you eat? Uh, how do you master your day? 
uh, what is what are your key priorities during the day how you live your life <laughs> i know many people say like waking up early is a stress trait and all that kind of stuff but i can tell you like i sleep without an alarm and i wake up i finish sleeping so most of the time i actually just because i'm traveling all the time i just wake up after i finish sleeping and most of the time it's like nearly noon wow. and I go to the gym. Um, i'll always make sure that i drink a green shake every single day mm. so no fruits just pure greens kale spinach and all the stuff that i hate eating all blended together mm. uh, and i keep productive by having trello in place um where i have I'm a visual person, so I can see all of my workflow and see what my team is doing. Um, but that's it really. Like, I think that this whole wake up early thing is not applicable for everybody. Like, I can't get work done in the morning. I'm a night person. Like, especially during my early days, 3 a.m. is when I get stuff done. So for people that say, you know, things like, oh, you got to wake up early and hustle all day, I, I don't think that is true. That's definitely not true for me. Um, and I think that you got to find the thing that works for you. Yeah, that's nice. Because when they wake up, you, you go to bed, <laughs> actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how was your childhood? You, know, you, you, you are not coming from the place you, you were born, that you were born with a, a silver spoon in the mouth. I listened to your story with your parents. Right. Uh, so, but what, what, what? What were the lessons you you got from your your mother and father that are helping you right now? Um, so like both my parents, they are really my role models, and I've been like I think for me like one of the reasons why I I always remind myself why I'm so lucky is because I truly believe that I won the genetic lottery. Like my parents, they are genuinely like really, really good people. Um, they're, they're not entrepreneurs. They work for a government of Malaysia their entire lives, one job, you know, uh, worked for 30 years. Uh, my dad was worked on a farm. But what I really learned from them is like uh, being um, a good person. Like for me, when I look at how they show up in life, like how they genuinely, like my dad always tells me like, the more you give to the universe, it works in weird ways, the more you get back and stuff like that. Um, so like my biggest takeaway is just um, understanding that they worked so hard their entire lives. Um, and just, I always just think like, what would my dad do? What my mom would do um, if they were placed in a difficult you know, position? So like for me, my biggest takeaway is just like, how they look at humanity and how they show up. And that has been my biggest, you know, they're, they're pretty much my role models. Do, do they understand what you're doing right now in terms of earning money? Now they do, um, but they didn't, you know. <laughs> they didn't. It's strange, yeah, because they are not coming from the same, same time space. What are the beliefs that you think that somebody must have to become successful? Not, you, are, you are from Malaysia. Uh, did you struggle with your accent or the name or whatever? Because I am struggling with this. I, I can teach others, 
about the limiting beliefs that they have and how to overcome them and uh, acquire a new one. But still, now that I'm getting into the U.S. speaking market, I still have these limiting beliefs. I'm coming from the village of 500 people. Uh, am I good enough? Is my English good enough? Uh, will people buy Slovenian guide uh, from the country that they don't know that they don't know that exist? You know, just I think self-limiting belief is something we all deal with. I deal with it. I still think like who's going to listen to this Chinese Malaysian dude who looks like he's, you know, I've gotten comments from uh, people on Facebook saying, why should I listen to you? You look like you haven't even gone through puberty yet, you know, stuff like that. And that's going to happen. Right. So um, that's just part and parcel of, of a thing, but um, of, of the journey and trying to become a thought leader and expert in your industry. And that's just part and parcel. So like, it's true. Like it's easy to tell somebody, "Oh, you gotta believe in yourself." When in fact, we all have limiting beliefs, um, and yeah, it's it's up to us what we want to believe and ask ourselves whether that belief is actually supporting us or not, or is it holding us back? Mm-hmm. That's really it. I mean, if it's holding you back, what's the purpose of holding on to that belief? Yeah. Do we want to? Probably. The question: What are your like five years goals? Do you have any five. goals for the next five years or ten years? Do you plan your life in far into the future or? No? Um, I know like many entrepreneurs, they have these these goals and stuff like that. But like for me, even though I'm a very motivated and driven person, I know it's weird, but I don't really have like goals. Yeah. Like I just know I want to be able to serve a bigger audience. I want to be the best version of myself, but I don't have like, Oh, I got to make a billion dollars in five years or anything like that. So, okay. so no, I just, I just want to be able to uh, serve my audience at the highest level um, to be able to, uh, you know, have a happy life, take care of my parents, um, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great because, Usually you hear like, I have this gold, so much money, this house, yeah. and, that's it. and that's nice to hear, you know? That you know you one do- thing that, that, that I realized about money is this. Um, I think, and, and we all hear about this, but I, I genuinely like experienced it, which is like, after a certain point, money is like playing a computer game where it's a number and then it, it doesn't really do anything. Um, and I remember like a couple of months back, I was telling myself, you know what? I want to really just go on a shopping spree and I'm going to buy whatever I want to buy. Yes. Okay. This is what I did. It was like three in the morning and I was like, I was tired and I said, you know what? People say, you know, I, I just wanted to like test what would I buy if I'm just, you know, it's come, I'm just going to buy whatever I want. Okay. So the best way to do that is eBay. Okay, I went on eBay and I asked myself, like, what do I really want to get? And I'm just gonna buy it. Here's what I bought, okay? <laughs> I bought like some gaming um, keyboard, high-end, like this thing from Overwatch. I bought the headphones, the matching headphones. I bought the top of line mouse for it, all gaming gear, right, uh, for gamers. 
And I bought all these gaming gear related stuff that's sitting at home. Um, <laughs> and it cost me like, I think it was like 1,200, something like that. Okay. But that was it. Like I sat down there for like two hours plus trying to buy things that I feel would make me happy. Yeah. But that was it. You know, so like, I know like as entrepreneurs, we always say, oh, how, how do we scale and go to the next level? You know, I want to make $100 million next. But it doesn't really mean after anything after a certain point. And, and I think after that, it's more about just, you know, uh, significance, contribution, making an impact, living a legacy. Um, and those will be the more important questions. Oh, nice to hear from such a young such a young guy, right? So you, you, you don't have, you have a lot of employees uh, in, the, in the office. Do you manage them? No. no? Um, I, I always tell myself that I'm uh, independent. So like last year, I probably came into office like less than 30 times the entire year because I've been doing events and all that. So they, are, they work very independent of me. Um, and I, the only reason why I come to office is because I genuinely want to hang out with them. Like, I really love my team. Um, but no, they, they, they don't rely on me to, to, to have things function. Okay, so, so you have the manager in the office that manages the day-to-day -to -day business? That's right, operations. Operation, operation manager. Yeah. You have, you have meetings every week, every month, when you're on the road via Skype or or with the team? Um, no. No? I will speak with my operations manager. Yes, I need to. But she will have the meeting with the team every week, every Monday. Uh, every Monday. Okay, this is great. You, you are doing something great, obviously, because you're so young, uh, so energetic, uh, traveling around the world. You are living a dream lifestyle of most young entrepreneurs, wannabe entrepreneurs. Uh, and we have many young people that will watch watching this show. Uh, what advice would you give them? You know, they, they have this dream of becoming the entrepreneur, traveling the world, sharing their message or whatever. And uh, it's not that easy. Like, it's not that easy probably for somebody that is 20, 22, 23 years old. Um, I would say number one is invest in yourself. I think there's so many young people out there. They are so obsessed with making their money so that they can spend it, so that they can buy a Rolex, so that they can buy the BMW and look good in front of other friends. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now that if you're young and you're hungry, the best thing you want to do is double down in yourself because that would be the best investment you can make. Invest in yourself, in your knowledge, in your skill set to increase your earning capacity. So think about like, what are different earning capacity skills? Is it learning how to sell better? Is it learning how to speak better? Because that is going to be in line and in proportion with your earning capacity. So whether it's investing in some real estate seminar, whether it's investing in sales and negotiation, double down in yourself. What most people don't see is I've spent a crazy amount on making myself better. The seminars, money? boot camp, 
You invested like half a million dollars. Half a million. I did a video on it, but if I was to include like the masterminds, like, yeah, half a million in the last 10 years. I never, I actually never shared how much money I invested in my mind. Uh, I, I'm also 100% that this mind will fill your pocket. The money you invest from the pocket into your mind will, in, will fill your pocket. And when I saw your video, how much you invested, I said, oh, I can share this too. Like I invested like not counting the trips and the, the rooms and everything expenses for the rooms. Like just, just paying for coaching, one-on-one mastermind and not counting the, the online courses that I'm buying like a, like, like a, like a brand. <laughs> So it's yeah. almost, yeah, it's more than half a million euros. And sometimes like you are thinking, is it worth it? And then you, then you look around and then you see that, that this is the only way to create more value in the world if you invest in your mind. So you are right. You are right. But how to start? Because some people, they don't have half a million. They start with... Only- Where you start? You start by reading a book. You start by attending a free webinar you start by going on the forums the facebook groups many times people think like oh I, but i don't have two thousand dollars to attend a seminar yep. we're not telling them to attend a two thousand dollar seminar a book is 10 bucks buy a book read the book listen to podcasts listen to audiobooks so rather than listening to your music change to podcast instead i think there's too many people that finds the easy way out the excuse of saying i don't have five hundred dollars to attend this webinar right? When we all know, we all know this, that today it's not the lack of information. There's too much information, yeah. right? You take the amount of business podcasts out there, crazy amount of information. So don't tell us that, oh, you don't have enough money, you know, yeah. to learn because there's tons of free information out there. Find a system that works and start off with that $10 book first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is great that we touched the, the, the base for uh, about the excuses yeah because we have those excuses all the time we see somebody doing well here is the excuse we see another person doing well here is the, the excuse why i can't do it so great so peng john we could talk for hours uh, <laughs> where we can find more information about you uh, we can we can we can find you on facebook fan page you can find me on facebook fan page and see the stuff that i have at pengjun.com um you know, and the stuff that we talked about today, platform closing, content multiplying formula, those are all, uh, you know, free plus shipping books. And again, just look at the funnel, see how things are structured. And that's when you actually learn a lot more than just the product itself. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, thank you very much. It was nice to having you on my show. It's going to be a huge success. I hardly wait to meet you in person somewhere. And uh, until there, then... Have a nice day, night, great business, and life. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you, Smillion. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it was one hour. Yeah, uh, one hour, yeah. some minutes. Great. You go back to work? Um, I'm actually picking up my videographer. We're going to have dinner together. Um, oh. He's uh, Ken Okazaki from Japan mm-hmm. and uh, we, are, we are going to uh, be shooting videos for the next three days. Do you know Michael Baldock from Japan? He's a US guy but li- lives in Taiwan, I think. Thailand. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar. Well, yeah, yeah. He's the coach also. 
Okay, Bang, we will, when we will done the, the videos and everything, yes. we, will, we will let you know when we will publish uh, on podcast and on the, on the YouTube channel. And we are going All to right, make this. Yeah, you, 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 you will see. We are doing great okay. job with videos. Perfect. I'm first, we, first, we will launch uh, Grant Cardone, then uh, Marshall Goldsmith, and it's you. Cool. Uh, are you in uh, Grant Cardone's mastermind? Is that how you know him? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm using the online training platform for corporate, corporate market, Lightspeed, VT. And the guy that owns it is Bradley, and he's very well connected with Grant. He's one of his first clients. So, you know, he, you know, I'm just reaching out to people, but then I have somebody uh, covering my bag just to recommend me. So yeah. it's basically network. That's cool. Network. That's awesome. Do you have anybody that would be great for the show? For your show? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people in a circle. What type of topics do you want to talk about? You know, the, the, it will be the warrior family, the podcast, but it's all about, you know, business, mindset, success, and everything. And also people that have families and they can, you know, work this life and business around. I think um, the best way to kind of execute this is use uh, Dana Derrick's Dream 100 strategy. Have, yeah, you, have yeah, you read the yeah, book? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't buy the book. But I, I heard about the strategy on the Russell Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Um, get the book. It's also a free plus shipping book. Everybody's doing free plus shipping. But um, it's a great strategy to reach out to your dream 100. Huh. Okay. Great. Great. Uh, I hope that one day we'll be, we will be on the stage uh, together with success resources. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Um, so you're based in Slovenia right now? Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Slovenia. It's a small country. Very beautiful. It's top green country in the world you have to come when you when you are in europe next time you let me know i will i will for sure yeah, we'll you have to see this slovenian part and then croatia croatia you know it's very beautiful the, the best coastline in the world it's crazy it's crazy so you can come to my apartment you can rest there it's it's on the ocean it's on the adriatic wow. yeah. that's nice i will send you some pictures when i get to <laughs> to the place in July. Okay. Okay, thank you very much and okay. let's keep in touch and have a nice day. All right, you take care, man. Yeah, right. uh, I had one question. Have you, yeah. ever, have you ever thought about moving to US? I did. Um, I stayed in US for six months. I was in uh, LA, but then I experienced an earthquake. This was eight years ago. And I thought to myself, okay, maybe Malaysia is better after all. <laughs> so, so. But, but, but yeah, that's the story I tell people. You know? Yeah, yeah. But your main market now for the business and where, where, where do you do these live gigs in Asia a lot? Um, all over. Um, wherever Success Resources wants me uh -huh. and if time permits, then I'll do it. Uh -huh. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Bye -bye. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye. Bye. Good. Nice. And meeting. Huh? Yeah. Come on. Hi, my friends. Welcome to the Warrior Family. I just finished with the interview with one of the very successful young entrepreneurs, Peng Jun, 
Uh, he is the entrepreneur, speaker, author, and coach from Malaysia. He's uh, very young and he, he is inspiring millions around the world with his seminars, uh, presentations. Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about social his show, social media strategies. Uh, he has uh, three million followers on Facebook. He talked about uh, we talked about and he talked about the content uh, creation strategies and uh, the formula that he uses and he called it a content uh, multiplier uh, formula. And then we talked about uh, how to give powerful presentations. Uh, how the selling is the number one important skill that you have to master if you want to be successful in the world of business and earn more money. Uh, we talked about many things. You have to watch this interview. It's going to be released on the Warrior Family TV uh, and on the Warrior Family podcast and on my Facebook, Smillion Mori. Uh, that's it. We have great interviews from Grant Cardone with... Uh, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, now Peng John, and I'm bringing to you some more famous people uh, talking about their mindset, their success, their habits, their beliefs, and their tactics on how to lead a warrior family way of life, how to have it all, how to have success in uh, area of body, being, balance, business, how to be productive, happy, and successful, and how to lead a very healthy lifestyle. Stay tuned and watch and want and ask for more. If you want more success tips, motivational stories, personal growth advice, incredible personal stories, and other useful life tips, follow me on social media. You can find me as Smilion Mori on Facebook and Instagram and Smilion Mori Warrior Family on YouTube. If you are in the MLM industry, visit my website smillionmori.com and start your six-figure business.